0: Alright guys, it seems like we're off to a decent start. We have the intro this morning. Let's not jinx it. Yeah, let's not (laughs) jinx that at all. Thank you very much, Backyard Billy, for pointing that out. (laughs) Welcome to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. Hear us pour right here on Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. And once again, we are drinking beer here live in the studio letting you know about the latest and greatest or some classics in the craft beer world. We have a very special guest calling in today, Mr. Ron Jeffries from Jolly Pumpkin, plus one killer giveaway package I'm sure we're going to be lighting up our Instagram with. And uh, tell us what we're going to be drinking and what we're going to be talking about today with Mr. Jeffries, Dirty Derek. Well, we are talking about Jolly Pumpkin artisanal ales, and uh, we're going to be
1: joined by Ron later and really get into this whole thing with this brewery that has a very, very stellar reputation and is really on the cusp and the... Forefront of the sour beer movement that's been going on. They were really ahead of the curve on that one. We're going to get into all that. And uh, before that, we'll do some housekeeping. On the Instagram again this week, if you want to hop on there at Beer Geeks Radio, we have a lovely giveaway from Jolly Pumpkin. You can get some, some swag on there and also a subscription to that wonderful All About Beer magazine, all that fun stuff. So find us on Instagram at Beer Geeks Radio. That's where a lot of stuff goes on. We, we play around with that one a lot. All right. So we've already started pouring. We have now have a bottle of Bomb Beer in front of us, which is a fantastic, really sessionable, very really light. This is a really good introductory type sour beer to get people really into this without it being too overpowering. It's 4.5%, so really, really sessionable, which is great. Um, the, the whole thing behind this is it's it's open fermentation, which is how they get this. So we're getting into, you know, we'll talk more specifics with Ron but a lot of this is just—it's a really open fermentation, which gives it a wild yeast characteristic, and that's where a lot of this, this tartness comes through. So when we say sour beer, uh, a lot of people might think that's something like, "Why would you want that?" We're not talking, you know, uh, a
2: sour course light or anything. If that's what you're—if that's what you're drinking, then that's not good. Well, I think the I think the term would be skunked in that case. Yeah, you know, this is this is sour. You're yeah. going to get some some tartness.
1: Yeah, you want a little bit. This this has a real nice tart characteristic. It's not overpowering. It's not, you're not going to get that really puckered like you're sucking on, uh, what were those candies when were, Warheads? Remember those warheads. sour Warheads? Warheads, yeah. That was always the challenge <laughs> candy. See when you get thrown in your mouth
0: at one time. <laughs> they were called Warheads? Yeah, you don't remember Warheads? No. Yeah. Oh Sour Warheads. Mmm you learn something new every day I'll have to clean out the closet between my ears man and see if I can recall <laughs>
1: used to have those in candy cigarettes the good old days didn't when- they used to grind <laughs> up warheads and blast them you mean like actual warheads i'm thinking the candy still that's what I was <laughs> yeah uh whatever i don't know that. all right man i got you <laughs> But uh, it's not as overpowering as that. It's it's a really more of a refreshing characteristic, which is really nice with this one, because it's not... A lot of the things, as with most beers that we do in America, we like to really up the ante and, you know, crazy amounts of hops, really, really sour. It, you know, they become the challenge beers that we've talked about, and, and it kind of can take away from that. But when you have it done nice right and in balance it just has these subtle they act as a refreshing characteristic and that's what you really get out of this and it's very light and just having those subtle notes going in the background is a really enjoyable quality within this one it's gentle yeah yeah you just have it, it it's just there it's not you're not going to taste it and go oh, this is just too much you're not going to curdle some of the other ones as you get into this have more of those characteristics that i would say you know don't jump into it on that end get a little more acclimated and then... Because I've seen people try bottles before and they've said, oh, I've heard this is really good, you know, whatever, and they'll try it and it's just... it To them, it tastes really off. And I've heard that before from a lot of the breweries. And I'm sure Ron's had the same thing. A lot of the breweries that do these this sour style get calls and complaints from people saying, your beer is skunked. You do realize that, right? <laughs> and it's like, no, that's what it's supposed to be. And they have to go through a whole educational program with this style. And th- this is a style that you don't see... As available on tap in a lot of places Cause, Because the issue with this beer Is unless you have a tap designated to it Or you're really, really cleaning it out It's a tough one to get in You, you could know yeah, that one Yeah, yeah
2: absolutely uh, You know, cer- certain sour beers A lot of times, you know, that it is live yeah. You know, it's it's bottle conditioned Or keg conditioned in that case And the lines will be You know, you, you gotta make sure you clean yeah. them out afterwards They, they can get yeah, really certainly. contaminated Because yep. it,
1: what what happens is a lot of it's bacteria that causes this for those who are lactobacillus, lactobacillus, pediococcus. There's there's a couple, but what that'll do is it'll stay behind. It'll like, even when you're, you're home brewing or any of these things or in the breweries, when they have it, unless they are solely a sour brewery, it becomes a very difficult thing because they have to really either scrub the equipment. Most of the time, what they'll do because they are petrified of bringing that into a brewery that's not Mm -hmm. sour, they'll have it brewed on different premises because you, the last thing you want is to have your IPA, tastes sour, unless you're intending for that, mm-hmm. it, it, it'll ruin that beer. And that's what ends up happening. And that stuff stays behind for so long that it becomes really difficult. And a lot of breweries stay away from doing these types of styles. And some bars stay away from doing this because, I mean, unless they're in the bottle. But when they put it into the line, then they basically, what a lot of them wind up doing is just scrapping that line when they're done with it and just put a whole new line in because it, it stays behind so much that whatever's run through it, unless you really clean it, will contaminate the next beer that comes through.
2: Now there is beer line maintenance programs that'll that'll yeah. take care of that, you know, UV light that that actually eliminates a lot of that stuff. We we actually have that at the bar, but you still got to I mean you you still got to go through and clean your lines yeah. at regular intervals, but
0: So guys, in other words, yeah. you're telling me that somebody might taste this for the first time and think that it's skunked? Yeah. That's or sour, sort of, or, yeah, or right, not right. a bad bottle, or well, well, whatever. Well, I, I
1: guarantee you, I will, We will talk to Ron about that. I'll ask him. I guarantee you, he will say that that was an issue he faced when he first opened up
0: the brewery. So, in other words, would you have to have some kind of, a, um, I don't know, a, a, a threshold to be able to deal with a skunked beer to be able to pursue S- some this? of them? Do you know what
1: I mean? Yeah, like, like that's what I was saying. This one, the the bomb beer is a really good one. That's not too much like you'll get there's notes of it but when you get into some of these other ones that are really sour you really have to know what you're getting into and that's why you'll see a lot of the labels too that's the difference with a lot of the sour beers they have a lot of information on them some of the beers we get like there's barely anything written on them describing it a lot of the sour ones if you notice they have a lot more written on there because they want people to know this is what's going on in here Just so when you open this and you drink this, and people will still open it and drink it and (laughs) say, "Well, this is, because they don't read it. But, you know, that's what they try to do is give a lot of the information to people ahead of time, like this is what it is. And they've been at bars and people have asked for this beer and they have always prefaced it with, have you ever had a sour beer before? Uh. Because that's something people need to know that's what's coming up. Because if they just see it and they're not 100% sure, because a lot of these beers what you'll see um they're described as a style as a you know a wild ale is what they will describe it and that sounds a little more exotic right. yeah, palatable <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i mean
2: people may not be acclimated they're not <laughs> wild <laughs> ale oh, man, it's true oh man so well, it's because it, the bugs are the bugs are wild yeah right? you know <sighs> Brett, Brett i'm gonna take the high road on this
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say something really messed up instead i'm gonna go over and say eddie what do you think about this man uh I can't tell if your glass is empty <laughs> or full. No,
2: it's, 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 it's pretty pretty thin. Um, I'm, I'm getting a lot of uh, lemon notes in it, almost like uh, drinking lemon water, almost. Mm, yeah. um, but it is a nice sour.
1: It's a good introductory to a sour beer, I would say. Pretty cool. Yeah, some of the ones... Ooh, um,
0: I don't think we really have I any never liked it. anything sour, so I don't uh, know yeah, if I'd even want to... It's, it's yeah. tart. It's tart. Yeah.
2: And, and, and it's important to note that like a lot of times these wild... Wild, wild ales. Yeah, I love wild that. ales. <laughs> that's great. They'll consume other parts Taking of the high road again. other sugars that, that you know, will dry the beer out. So that, a lot of times that's why you end up with that that dry feeling is that it's like. Yeah, they'll keep know, going. That's, that's They'll keep going where normal yeast won't. Yeah, yeah, yeast
1: will drop out after, even if it's bottle conditioned, at some point it'll drop out. Where if you throw in, you know, some of these bacteria, it'll just keep eating and eating and going and, and keep doing stuff and creating flavors and then. You now, the other one that's that's used a lot is Britannomyces. It's a little bit of a different characteristic.
0: Britannomyces. <laughs> sounds like a black metal name. I, I love, love that. that, man.
1: That's great. <laughs> but you'll you'll see a lot of beers that are put out there as hundred percent Brett and that's what they'll put in there and they'll leave it. They won't even put yeast in. And those beers can age like 20 years, mm-hmm. but they'll start to develop some off flavors. Now, the, the issue with Britannomyces is some of the off flavors from that are are just rancid. Like, it'll be like rotten meat or yeah. dirty diapers <laughs> or band-aid. Like, you have to really... It, hence, that's Hence it, the yeah. wild. Yeah, A- you, I mean. you have to know. Like, that's one thing I w- we'll get into with Ron. Like, you have... When you know... What's going on? That's the that's the difficult part. Just to know, like, all right, this is off, or this is heading that direction. It's time to cut it off right now because these are a lot of these are put in barrels, and that's where a lot of the the yeast will sit. They'll either have it an open fermentation thing and the yeast basically is just blowing into the The vessel as it's going and that's what gets it going. Or it'll just be put into the, the barrel and the barrel has all this bacteria just left. Like some of the, the breweries like a cantillon or, or these breweries right. that do a lot of these sour things, they're disgusting looking when you look at them Oh <laughs> man. They they want that. They want the char- they want the house characteristic they call it. Which, you know <laughs> They
0: have a great way of spinning things. You know what I mean? Wild ale. Well, refers to skunked.
2: Yeah, it's it's true. In, in what Derek's like a lot of breweries like yeah. are very pristine. You go yeah. through it's like it's like, you know, impeccable sanitary conditions, and then you go to uh, wild ales or or even canteen that you'll see spider webs. That's you know, that,
0: because it's
2: the yeah. truth is letting things go au naturel oh,
0: yeah. does invite bacteria that could be used. Oh yeah. Man, they really go the distance yeah. for an original taste. Yeah, and that's and that's really what it is. And the people that
1: have this style and love it, I mean, they are very much diehards of this. And it's definitely, you know, if you
0: are someone that doesn't like sour, then yeah, I it wouldn't. It's just <laughs> fabulous to know that... Well, man, that's my excuse next time my wife starts bitching about my office, being dusty and musty and <laughs> Going for a house character. Going, listen, I'm going for a house character, <laughs> and I might want to start making a sour beer yeah. up here. So just shut up. I'm not I, lazy. I'm, I'm planning our, our future. <laughs> yeah. this is, I'm looking to grow Britannomyces. Freddie's Future Brewery. Seriously. <laughs> I want the, what What was that again? House effect. House characteristics. House characteristics. House characteristics. I like house effect, though. That sounds cool, though.
2: It sounds like you're a DJ, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, Ruby. You are I'm a DJ, but it sounds kind like right. Makes me think of
1: that, that Kid and Play movie, House Party. Remember that? <laughs> that was one of the greatest <laughs> movies ever made,
0: ever. I don't. Know it uh, That's sad that oh, Pathetic thing Man Oh no. it's, it's terrible You're actually it's Probably, probably better off Not now. knowing so about it, <laughs> no, <laughs> man No that movie's Fabulous Goblins 2 Fabulous No <laughs> You can't compare Kid and Play To Goblins 2 <laughs> Well you Kid can Play. It's just- what, a triple
2: decker Bologna sandwich Man <laughs>
0: I, I know. I never been to a house party like that uh, before where all people are just dancing and stuff uh, like that. And they're all synchronized dancing. I miss kid and play. Then they made up to what, four of them? <laughs> I think they did. There was like four of them, but Robin Harris is in the first one. Great comedian. Um, and he passed away, unfortunately, but he played kids or plays father. He's just a great, great comedian that came out of Compton, was real big. His comedy was very um, true to his life, and it was just wonderful. It was wonderful, but, uh, okay, that has nothing to do with <laughs> my filthy office or this fabulous beer from our wonderful guest that's going to be calling in, Mr. Ron Jeffries from Jolly Pumpkin. We'll be right back on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen,
3: start your appetites. For the best, pizza, burgers, wings, signature mac and cheese bakes, and much more, race on down to the Winner circle. Main Street Taylor next to Sandown Tire. Catch all the sports and racing action on the big screen TV See museum quality NASCAR memorabilia and wash
1: it all down with a cold one at the fabulous Johnny Vegas Lounge. For takeout and speedy delivery, call 562 FAST. That's 562 3278 562
4: 3278. And we'll see you in the winter, sir. I'm John Leslie, and I lost 123 pounds and I've kept it off thanks to the John Morgan Hypnosis Seminar. Lou Mayhew attended a session and he quit smoking forever. I was a non smoker when I walked out of there. A John Morgan hypnotist will be here soon. Call 800. 735-6907. Hypnosis is safe, fun, and effective. You can lose weight and keep it off, or stop smoking forever. I'm not quite sure what the effect was, but I know the effect was tremendous. Join John Morgan Hypnotist Paul Butterfield Wednesday, February 4th at the Woodlands Inn on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Smoking
3: cessation is at 6 p.m. Wendy's presents Red in the Metal Detector. Hey, Frank, find any coins? Nope, just junk. A sword from the Civil War, a platter that says Buckingham Pap. Ooh, I think you got something. Oh, I hope it's a quarter. You know, four of those, and I can get a Junior Cheeseburger from Wendy's. Oh, I've got another gold bar. Man, I can't catch a break. Wendy's Junior Cheeseburger, 100% pure beef for just 99 cents. It'll change the way you see change. Now that's better. Prices and participation may vary. If there's a new bathroom in your future, you might want to move up the date to right now during the Home Depot's Cabinet and Bath Savings to-go event. Discover Delta's radial bath faucet in bronze. Beautiful, classic, in stock, and at a special buy of only 69 bucks. Right now, the future of your bathroom and your budget is looking brighter than ever. Let's do this. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot price for 4-inch model US only while supplies last.
0: All right, we're back here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour, Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio and there we're brought to you by Backyard Alehouse downtown Scranton on Linden Street. That's oh. right, you buddy. Right over there, backyard guy. Billy. What do you got going on this week? What do you got going on tomorrow for the big game? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I forgot. Disgruntled, uh, cheese packer fan. Yeah.
2: I. Sorry, I'm, buddy. My heart's broken still. Sorry
0: about that, buddy. That really sucks. That really sucks. There's always next year. What yeah. are you gonna do? But you can still go out and have a fabulous time. At don't, hang don't, don't, don't hang out with Billy. Billy. Don't hang out with Billy if it go in my beer. Commiserate. <laughs> Come down, all you cheese packer fans. Commiserate with Billy at the Backyard alehouse House for the big game tomorrow. And I got some good news. This will probably cheer you up on the line. We're going to bring him on right now. He's been hanging out talking about the fabulous beer uh, brought to us by his brewery. We have Mr. Ron Jeffries on the line. And how you doing this morning, Ron? Oh, I'm doing really well. It's
4: kind of cold and snowy here, but... <laughs> They can do Oh, well, we
0: can commiserate It's cold You got <laughs> it He sounds like he's Ron sounds like he's more comfortable With that right now Well he's in Michigan Okay He's used to it then Yeah Definitely <laughs> Alright guys Do it
1: up Alright Ron Well welcome to the show Thank you uh, We've been having some of these And the one thing You, know, you guys opened Jolly Pumpkin in 2004 Correct
4: Yeah, that's right.
1: Now, when you got it going, uh, the one thing that we've been talking about here now, what kind of reaction was there to the beer initially? Because the sour beer style is just now kind of really starting to get into
4: the the public domain, I guess, if you will. Exactly. Yeah, it was um, uh, not exactly great. It was really, really tough for a number of years. We were the only brewery doing 100% okay sour beer in the U.S., at that time, so we did get a lot of calls and a lot of emails from people who were like, uh, you know, very helpful, like hey, um you know your, your beers sour, uh, you might want to clean up your brewery a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so now when you got into this doing that at that time, like why did you choose to go that route?
4: Well, it's I had been brewing professionally for about ten years at that point, and I'd seen. The industry it kind of mature from where an amber ale or just a pale ale was really crazy and out there to people starting to drink IPAs and get into more flavorful beers. And I had been doing some brewing with different Belgian yeasts and some different store-bought wild yeast uh, strains, and, it, and no one else was really doing it. There were a few breweries. Allegash out east was focusing on it, and Amagang, uh, and starting up. But nobody was doing Oakage sour beer, and I thought, this is, this is fantastic. This is uh, these really super flavorful beers, and no one is doing them, so it's a no-brainer. Um, it turned out it was kind of a little challenging to sell. No one was <laughs> brewing the beers, so no one knew about them, and uh, people didn't really know what to expect. Yeah,
1: it's a weird we were saying that we've we've seen it here firsthand. A lot of people when they first try a sour, they will, you know, say, Oh, this is off, something's wrong, because they're not acclimated to, to knowing what they get, and no matter how much information you throw on that label, someone is still not gonna know what they're gonna get
4: as they drink this. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We have our Oro de Calabasa, it's a strong Belgian golden aged in oak, it has a nice bright character, a lot of pineapple uh, notes and kind of spicy. I think my funniest uh, email that I can recall getting on it was somebody who emailed me and said, this is not the golden lager I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> what on the label? It says, okay, wild yeast. What makes you think it's going to be a golden lager? That was just
1: great. <laughs> yeah, that's what we said. No matter what you do, like you're, you're going to get that. Now, when you're going through and you're, you're tasting these, because some of the, the flavors that come through from some of these bacteria and the, and the bugs going on, are a little off-putting in and of itself. How do you know when something is off, and like when you're going to dump it, or, or do you blend it? Like how do you, how do you work within that?
4: Well, I think that's a great question, and it's really important that people who are making these beers uh, pay attention to those flavors. And if a beer doesn't taste good, I don't use it. I don't. Most of our beers are blended, um, so we'll taste uh, a number of different batches of the same beer and create a blend from that. And if something doesn't taste good. I don't use it, and if it's not part of the overall makeup of the beer that I'm trying to create, I don't use it. And we don't necessarily dump it right away. We let it continue to mature because these flavors continue to develop and sort of define themselves. But at a certain point, um, a barrel's not getting any better, and we do uh, dump it. It's just, I mean, why make bad beer? How we it about.
1: Now, how how long within that, how long do you typically keep barrels for a cycle through?
4: Well, it really varies with the beer. Some beers go through oak. We also have a number of large oak fooders now. As our brewery has grown, uh, we've added bigger and bigger oak vessels. So some of them are uh, 100 barrels or about 3,100 gallons. And all the way down to still the same small uh, 50-gallon barrels that we use. So we do a lot of, of tasting and blending, and different beers have different periods of time in different oak, and that sounds kind of confusing, and it it can be until you get used to the rhythm. So it may be as short as a month, or it may be as long as a year or two years, and that's just going to be part of a blend of the finished beer. So it's it's really hard to just say, oh, it's three weeks, (laughs) (laughs) because that's how it works with uh, oak-aged sour beer.
1: So now, within this, I'm just kind of curious because uh, the way things are, like we've had Lauren Salazar on here previously talking about a lot of this stuff. Now, do you see like a demarcation between what would be considered a wild ale and a, and a sour beer?
4: Some people do, yeah. Um, a, a lot of people really get caught up in the semantics of it. And uh, a wild beer, you could say, is just made with britanomyces. Brettanomyces might not create sour flavors of different strains of brazenomides. You'd make a lot of fruit notes, tropical fruit notes in particular, uh, but cherry also. And uh, other bacteria, lactobacillus, for example, that are, is going to be creating a lot of the acids that you perceive as the sour or the tartness. So you could make an argument that there's different genres within the style if you want, but because we're using all natural wild yeast and souring bacteria, I don't buy pretendamizes, I don't buy lactobacillus, it's what's shown up naturally with time. Um, I don't make those same distinctions that a lot of people do, but a lot of people do say, no, my, my beers are not sour, they're wild, and our beers are wild and sour. <laughs> that's,
1: that's, that's the cover all. you don't have to worry yeah. about anything. <laughs> So the other thing that's interesting with the Bury is, is the labeling and the names. What, what was the inspiration behind going with that, with everything?
4: Well, we've been working uh, since the beginning with a friend of ours, Adam Foreman, on the artwork. And so as his artwork has evolved, our labels has, have evolved as well. And uh, they've changed over the years. And our newer labels, if you've seen something like our Saison X, uh, uh, or the percentage that we did, a collaboration with Upland called Persimanship. It, it reflects more of where his artwork is right now, and they're just fantastic. And so that's always given us this really deep graphic quality to our art our, our, and our label. As far as the names, um, I just started with the idea of looking at something kind of exotic and different and along the lines of... What we do, and I don't speak French or Walloon or anything like that, so uh, I speak a little Spanish, and uh, we just sort of went with the Spanish name. We've gotten away from that. As I said, our last couple of specials were Persimmonship and, and Satanic, and we've, we've gotten a little bit away from speaking this strictly Spanish name, but uh, still kind of weird, <laughs> random names. It's just the way my brain works.
1: <laughs> Well, it works. Well, we just we're we're right now having and, and forgive me because I don't speak Spanish, so this might uh, you might get a kick out of it. Let me see how I do. We're, we're having the Fuego del Otoño. Am I good?
4: Right,
1: Antonio. yeah. Ah, look at that. Nice, you nailed it. So, uh, what can you tell us about this? Because it's a really interesting thing. Notes on the on the bottle.
4: Well, we brew that beer with Michigan chestnuts. I think that's probably one of the most interesting things about it is that uh, there was a chestnut blight, and uh, the chestnut was wiped out from most of North America. And there have been some agricultural scientists at the university, or the Michigan State University, who have created uh, hybrid chestnut with the American and the Chinese chestnut. And there's been a rebirth of the chestnut growing industry in Michigan and uh, sort of the Midwest in general. And so we use Michigan chestnuts, and they give a unique sort of cashew, peanut, taro root kind of flavor to the beer. And it's gently spiced with star anise as well, a little cinnamon too.
1: Yeah, this is really this is like a nice fall
4: evening which I wish it was right now
1: because yeah. this winter like, sucks
4: <laughs> absolutely yeah it, that's what it reminds me of too like crunching leaves and yeah. uh, you know the, the full moon and it's really fall yeah here. it's a real even the Fuego
2: name like reminds yeah. you of you know you know, tree, yeah, yeah, trees on fire. You know, the, the <laughs> trees on fire. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, the leaves. The, the
4: leaves. That's what leaves. I mean. That, know, that's that's New what England, I mean. The leaves are just really brilliant. I mean, mm. Midwest. We have great colors here. You know, yeah.
1: season two. <laughs> no, this is absolutely fantastic, Ron. I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. We're gonna, we're gonna keep going and uh, have a few more of this wonderful lineup. Thank you so much for everything you do. Uh, It's absolutely phenomenal, and you have a whole slew of fans here in PA. Thank you very much. It's been my pleasure.
0: Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Cheers, Ron. Have a good day. All right, and thanks for calling in. That was wonderful, man. I love when people have great stories that tell you the origin of a different brew that they did or an idea that they had or how they came upon um, doing what their company is known for, and that's really cool. And you can tell how passionate yeah. uh, Mr. Jeffries is. And uh, you have to have a lot of passion, a yeah, lot to of to Do what he's doing, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I love when they call in and they actually want to call in. You know what I mean? Yeah. They yeah. want to be here. They want to talk about. And it's their not beer. even
1: just a call in to promote. They, they, they want yeah. to, be able to discuss what they do because they take pride in what they do. Right. And and
0: you can hear with him, he's getting up in the morning, wherever he's at, he's doing his thing. He's on his phone. There's no butler. There's nobody (laughs) jumping in saying, okay, you only have eight minutes, blah, 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 and this, that, and the other. It's kind of like they're doing you a favor. And they are doing us a favor by being on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour and giving us cool stuff to give away on Instagram. And we love that. And especially, I know you boys are really digging when they send those bottles. We get that all packed up. Nothing like getting really good beer to have. No way, man. I, I I got you. I envy you boys right now. That's cool. Not, but um, yeah. no, I do, buddy. That's hurtful. Backyard right. Billy, you know I do, buddy. I know. I love me some heat lamps out on the patio <laughs> at the backyard. Uh,
2: we need them now. They're on like full board. Oh, I bet they are. Yeah. Full
0: Especially
1: boy. for tomorrow. It's supposed, it's, supposed to be it. in, it's supposed to be eight below Sunday into Monday Oof. now. Yeah. I it's supposed to be even... like, no, we're supposed to get like a foot of snow and eight degrees below. <laughs> Is it really a foot of snow? Yeah, that's what they're saying now. Are six to 12. And then, so, you know, so those of our listeners are in let's, the south. I We really hate you. <laughs> 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 so Eddie, that's
0: music to your ears, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I love that. I love working in the snow. Yeah. Who does it? I don't know. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to get ourselves collected. I'm sure some glasses have to be cleaned and more beer needs to be... uh Not spelled poor. Enjoyed. 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 That's great. You're listening to the (laughs) You're listening to the Beer Geeks Radio hour in the Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports
3: Radio. Here are the Intercom National Cash Contest rules. Must be 18 or older and legal resident of one of the fifty states or DC on entry day. February twentieth, listen to the station weekdays at approximately 7 a.m., 11 a.m. 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. for the keyword. Then text the keyword to short code 72881 or complete entry on intercomcontest.com by 15 after the hour. One winner will be randomly selected per contest play from all national entries received to win one thousand dollars and must contact us within forty business hours of initial notice of winning. One entry per phone number per contest plan. Message and data rates apply. Otherwise, Sports Hub 102's general line contest rules apply. Complete rules and list of participating stations are available at our website and studios. Earnings vary based on your effort. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Scranton and Wilkes-Barre? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Than Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Scranton and Wilkes-Barre area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Scranton and Wilkes-Barre are perfect market for my system, and next week I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Fan's workshop, call 1-800-266-1959. Seating is extremely limited. Call in the next 10 minutes, and you'll also reserve a free copy of Fan's Money for Deals guide. That's 1-800-266-1959. That's
5: 1-800-266-1959.
3: The Harlem Globetrotters are bringing the best in family entertainment to Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza on Sunday, February 22nd, 2015 at 3 p.m. Get ready for the ultimate family game night because this is where the unbelievable becomes the unforgettable. Witness history in the making as the Washington Generals present their greatest challenge ever after a five-year break. They are more determined than ever to beat the Globetrotters. The Harlem Globetrotters are more than just a game. With incredible skills, dunks, and comedy, they are entertainment for the whole family. Don't miss the world's most famous team live in Wilkesbury on Sunday, February 22nd, 2015 at 3 p.m. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com or the Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza box office. You tell your kids anything is possible. The Harlem Globetrotters will help you prove it. In Wilkes-Barre on Sunday, February 22nd, 2015 at 3 p.m., Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza. I returned from combat duty in a wheelchair, but it turns out many apartment buildings can't accommodate me. I fought for freedom and thought I'd be free to choose where I live. After the phone interview, we assumed the apartment was ours. But when we showed up, the manager said, no longer available. The only way to stop housing discrimination is to report it. Visit hud.gov slash fairhousing or call 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance.
0: Back here, Beer Geeks Radio Hour, Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. Promise you we wouldn't be gone for long. No way. We made it back. You got it. And we are back, and the beer is poured. And everybody's happy when they got a small, nice serving of the beer that we are drinking. Oh, of course. And we we're yeah. we're moving on now. We got some other great one to
1: go through. Like just one just tastes sipper. so good. Yeah. yeah, it just tastes well, so good. I'm not good. gonna bum rush it. No, enjoy this, it. This is another one that that's you know kind of makes you bummed out that it's it's winter because this is like a really nice like this this is cheery. This this kind of makes you think of spring summer. This is and I'm again don't speak Spanish, so if anyone's yelling at the radio, calabaza blanca is how I would say it, but I don't know if I'm correct. But it's it's along those lines. This is kind of like a, a wheat beer take on it with like some really nice tart notes to it. That's what's there's something about when you have like a good, you know, like the good hefeweizen or things like that, or, or uh, even a good like the the goza that are out there, like they have like some nice wheat malt with that tart characteristic. Coriander and sea salt. Yeah, it's just, it's it's so refreshing and just so enjoyable and, and really just makes you think of a nice summer day. And it, it's it's far from that, which is <laughs> going to be depressing. But no, but this is, and this is 4.8%. It's so another really, really light one, another really enjoyable. This is another one. This and the bomb beer, I would say, these are the two probably two of the best beers you can give to someone to get them a little acclimated. Most approachable. To see, yeah, yeah, to see if like you're into this style or not. Because it's not there's enough going on with other notes coming through within this. I mean, this has a lot of like those wheat beer notes coming through within it, with a, a tart characteristic on the back end that you know you might even be a little more accustomed to if you're someone that puts a lemon in. You know, a lot of people like to put their citrus fruits in those. It, it, you might be a little more accustomed to that Because that that has those kind of characteristics Already built into this beer I don't like adding fruit to beer <laughs> just, I just, just the idea of that I'm like, nah, I mean I get some places it's traditional it, It's not my bag That's all
2: You know, we, we do it at the bar we'll, You know, anytime people get a Belgian white Like this is a Belgian An aged yeah. Belgian or sour Belgian white But, you know, anytime people get a Bel- uh, Belgian white We'll generally we, we won't throw it in But we'll stick it on the rim So But a lot of times that was the the fruit on the rim wasn't yeah. necessarily designed to go into the product the fruit or the citrus on the rim was meant to clean the rim of the glass Oh, uh-huh, the citrus to clean it up yeah the citrus acidity. yeah so well the acidity would clean it so let's say if you're in a place of questionable sanitary <laughs> <laughs> sanitary uh, uh, you know uh, conditions yeah. uh, you would take the you know you would take the fruit and rim the glass and then throw the fruit away and that was how you, clean, you know, you were, you were okay to drink from that glass. Good. Thing. So learn something new every so day. Something new every day.
1: Yep.
2: No, this is
1: ugh, a little carbonated. I'll tell you that one. Yeah, just, it's that good. snuck out on me. But uh, no, th- this is one. I, I absolutely, I love this one. The, the, these are both are, are like all of all actually jelly pumpkins, like really, you know, that was one thing I didn't get to ask him how many states are distributed in because I always get spoiled and we have stuff right here. I don't I try to ask that Because I, I want to see A lot of people That aren't yeah, here We're pretty lucky Yeah we have a We have a good amount In, in our area And like Jolly Pumpkin's pretty readily available at a, a lot of places Around here that have You know th- The thing I've noticed With Jolly Pumpkin Is some places Either have The whole lineup Or one or two that's just kind of the way it seems to go with with everything with them. But, I mean, they what's also nice now, too, for a while, you know, they were only available in the the big bottles. So they've started putting them on the 12-ounce bottles now, too, which is nice to see that around to have more, uh, you know, carryability. I like using that carryability word. Carryability
2: you know I mean? or, to me, it's like, you know, it's a commitment issue sometimes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you Cause know. Some, some of the ones, yeah, that's the thing that's funny. When you see some of these big bomber bottles and they're, you know, 12%. It's like, well, all right, well, if you're gonna crack that open and you're doing that alone, you're good. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. <laughs> so I mean, that that's kind of really what you need to do with some of these is, is have that in mind when you're buying these big bombers. Is this one you're gonna share? Yeah. If so, it doesn't matter. Um, I always think it's better when you're trying stuff like this. You should share these other people just to see because some of this stuff, some of Jolly Pumpkins like the seasonal ones are a little or rare. Like they have a really nice um, pumpkin one that comes out in the fall. Uh, La Parcella, I believe is how you say it. Um, it's a really nice sour pumpkin beer, which is awesome, and it has like these really nice notes of of cinnamon and cocoa with, mixed in with like all the, the the pumpkin spice and the really nice sour tart characteristic. Like, it's just really nice when you see a brewery that, that commits to this because it's it really is a, a commitment thing to doing this style. As we were saying, like when you're making these beers, the sanitation and all these different things come into play, and you're starting to now see. I mean, Ramos, you know, they opened in two thousand four. There's some breweries now, like we have a brewery we're going to be talking to in a few months called Wicked Weed out of uh, Virginia. They're doing all sour beers. And you're starting to see more of these breweries do that. Well,
2: kudos to Jolly Pumpkin. That takes yeah. an a, an immense measure of, you know. Guts. I, guts. guts. I want to a, a <laughs> yeah. set. It takes yeah. a set. You know what I mean? Like and to, to actually that, do yeah. this, like. Kudos to you! Like I, I don't know. I think like the you know opening a bar is like yeah, pretty risky. But then it's and like
1: especially when you're doing when you're doing beers like Ron was saying, and you're getting calls and emails every week like, hey, your beer is off, your because, golden, your golden lager is off, <laughs> like come because on. they don't know what you're doing because you're that far ahead of a lot of the things going on that you have to educate. Like it, it's rare when you see a product <laughs> coming out. And that people have to fully educate as they're trying to sell it to you to get you to buy it, to be able to understand what you're enjoying. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ritz Cracker isn't going to come out with something new and have to explain it. But they'll throw a commercial down your throat to, to confuse you as to what it is. But, you know, Jolly Pumpkin had to go out. like They had to go out and educate people on this is what this is so you know what you're getting and try to really get people to understand that. And yeah. that's what's yeah. slowly taken off and why this style is taken off because now people are starting to understand, oh, okay, this is the notes I'm supposed to get. It's supposed to be tart like this. It's supposed to have the – it's a difficult thing. If you're coming into this being a light beer drinker and you don't know that this is a sour beer and someone – like I said, someone gave them this beer and said, oh, here, it's a a wheat beer. Okay, and this is going to be very different than Mm -hmm. what you're used to. So you have to really educate people so they understand that. Let alone all the other practices that have to go into doing, you know, a beer like this ahead of, I mean, 2004, 11 years ago, you're opening up a brewery doing this. And this style really has only come to being as popular as it is probably in the last two years. Yeah. And, you know, there was a lot of lean years for this brewery going and they stuck to their guns and stayed committed. I mean, they could have just said, all right, let's scrap this. And uh, we're gonna go and do a bunch of IPAs. We're gonna, they could have just jumped onto whatever and, and sold, you know, been in another brewery. But they stuck to their guns, and because of that, they are one of the people that helped educate the masses on this style of beer. And without them, who knows? I mean, the style might not be as far ahead as it it's, is in it's America. It's
2: much. It's much harder to change culture. Yeah. You know it is it, it to 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 pull people up it is it is much harder <laughs> oh yeah they yeah, especially you know? with
1: something like this where you're saying sour beer like if you said that to the common person, they might just look at you like what why would you want that because mm-hmm. the idea of those two words together doesn't really make sense, but once you have it and know what you're getting i mean it's just it's a phenomenal style and it's really starting to take off in popularity and a lot of people are saying it's going to usurp the i p a and po- I don't know if it's going to go. I mean, the IPA is so ingrained with uh, craft beer. And I actually had a whole thing this week on the weekend. And it was funny seeing people's comments because I had an article I did called, you know, is the IPA dead? <clears throat> it wasn't saying it was, but it's funny when people see a headline and think, oh, that's what he's saying. And like, I see all the comments. I'm like, you clearly didn't read this <laughs> at all. Yeah. They just read the headline and, you know, wanted to jump down my throat. Um, But no, I mean, the the IPA is always going to be for a a long period of time. At some point, it's going to fall off because, I mean, it's a style it it happens. But it's really ingrained a lot of people. But the sour beer is really starting to climb the ranks and overtake a lot of these other styles. Because as people are getting these, it it has something for everyone. This is a really, I mean, the the evolution of the palate. yeah, Yeah. And the sour beer style is really good for a lot of people that enjoy a really dry wine. Like they're they're very applicable with one another. Like a lot of those really dry notes that come through, if someone really enjoys a very dry Merlot or things like that, and a lot of these beers are you know barrel aged. Some of them actually get into aging in Pinot Noir barrels. Uh, like you know Avery has a whole line of sour beers they age in Pinot Noir, Cabernet, and all these other things that take on all these really nice wine like notes, and they're very nice accom- uh, accompaniment to. These beers, because of the notes, are very similar. And it's, it's, there's a lot within this that's good for everybody. Like, it has something for real craft beer nerds that, you know, really want to get into all these different tastes and things going on. Novices that are just trying, like, you know, these, like the bomb beer, it, there's a lot within that that they can kind of gradually come into. There's stuff for wine fans. Or, there's a lot within this style that's really good. And that's why it's taking off in popularity. And it's great to see, like, you know, a brewery that saw, I mean, I don't know if, I really don't know if they even saw that at some point this is going to become really popular, or if they were just hoping at some point, hoping break even when they're going through with this brewery. But they, they were ahead of all of this and now are able to hopefully reap some of the benefits from all of this that's going on. And I, mean, I can, I,
2: I can, I can really identify with them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's what you need. I mean, it's like you just having these types of beers going on now, it's great. And they and have them pretty readily available around the country yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's tough when you're doing a sour beer thing because you're you're limited with production with a lot of the stuff because it's not done the same way. Like, oh, we need more of you know an IPA. Just crank, you know, they switch out the vessels. Like, no, they kind of have to be careful with what they're what they're doing with what they're putting because some flavors can get into other ones and and they don't want to have that. So they kind of have to be a little more. Just imagine having to dump. Yeah. And that's oh, this
2: this one went too far. We and got they're, blending. Yeah, they're, they're blending. Yeah, is... blending They're
1: blending a lot of those things, so they have a set base of how they want things to taste, and, you know, what if a barrel gets away from you? Because, like, they really have no control with the yeast. You have an understanding of, okay, it's going to do this for this amount of time. You know, within two weeks, it'll be done, and we can get it off the yeast and move on. Bacteria, it can take off on you. Like, it might be something, because I, I think Lauren Salazar even talked about that when we talked to her, and she was saying sometimes they'll put it in a barrel and it'll be good for, you know, two, three weeks before it's done. Sometimes they'll put it in that same thing in three days, it's done. And then, you know, if you're not paying attention to that and you think, oh, okay, well, it's three weeks, you go back three weeks later and it's, it's dead. Out of control. Yeah, it's, or it's, it's, it's just completely far, off and yeah. you're done with it. But like you have to really, there's a lot more of attention being need needed on these types of beers that do that. And it's, it's difficult. I mean, you kind of have to, limit how you're doing things so you're not going completely crazy with a lot of this stuff but uh we have two more still to work through
0: (sighs) two more beers my friend twist my arm (laughs) definitely two more beers what are you gonna do how's our instagram looking derek is somebody reaching out for this fabulous giveaway provided today
1: absolutely everybody's jumping on there which is good i like to see that i like to see when put something up a lot of people Going on there I mean you're getting A really nice shirt It's awesome to see The stuff from Jolly Pumpkin I like when you can see A really cool brewery Mm -hmm. That's uh, You know Smaller brewery For for more more Intensive purposes But when you can see them All their their gear and stuff You see someone Walking around with it. It's almost like You see someone Walking around With your favorite Band shirt on
0: Like oh I don't know You even know Who they were Like You're in the club You're in the club Quite funny We've all (laughs) experienced That from time to time Oh, absolutely. We've all experienced that. We've been there. And now we're going to experience a break because we have two more beers to go through. We have to clean some glasses, clear the palate, and uh, we'll be all good on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour, Sports Hub 102.3, NBC Sports Radio. Fabulous! So in the mood for Ozzy Osbourne this morning. I really was. I don't know why it started off on a negative note as far as uh, Ozzy, because I wrote, I read a negative article about Sharon Osbourne. So I was thinking, oh wow, well, how's Ozzy put up with her, man? What about all those musicians, people he was probably friends with at one time? Got involved in the business aspect, players. Like the guitar player on that one, Jakey Lee, has very negative stories about his experience recording and playing with Ozzy Osbourne as well as having many positive ones. And he was great with Ozzy in the time, but I enjoyed that. I enjoyed listening to that. <laughs> Billy, did you enjoy listening
2: to some it? Was It was much better than last week. I don't even know who last week was. Like, I couldn't run out of the studio fast.
0: That's a perfect way of explaining how that went down last week. Yeah. And I do know, one thing I know, we could talk about that for hours, but we only have about six and a half, seven minutes to talk about two fabulous beers, so let's do it.
1: Well, we now are having, this is a Bow Especial. This is Mark-a-bo? their... Mm, Marcaibo? Marquibo. Uh, that's, that's what Markibo. I have. Okay. Marquibo Especial.
2: It's delicious.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a special brown ale is what they have it tipped as. And uh, this has a really nice like cinnamon notes, a little bit of cocoa, and then a little bit of caramel, some sweet cherries, and then you have some tartness really coming through. It kind of throws the, throws the palate for a curve right it, there. It gives th- it a dry finish. This
2: one is probably like the biggest malt Bill yeah. that, that has come across for these beers. Like we said, the, those wild bugs consume the sugar, consume the malts, um, yeah. and, and this one, more than anything, has, you know, getting more maltiness. Yeah, it's know. got a fuller mouthfeel. Kind of like yeah, a sweet
1: and sour beer. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that's that's probably a good great way to put it. Yeah, and it, it's nice because it, you
1: really get the experience of a sour beer with this because when you first take that sip, it's very malty and very full, and then right in the back end, thins out so much and so dry of a finish and that's really what you want on these beers is to have that really nice dry finish like that's a, a characteristic of a lot of these sour beers to have right that, over
2: it's <laughs> <laughs> trying to hold yeah. it back I don't
1: want to go that's because you have a dry <laughs> you break finish blood
0: vessel. <laughs> you got stuck on that dry finish
1: but uh no this has a really nice finish on it and everything but a lot it's it's nice with these beers because of the way uh the sour beers work it's a, it's It gives your palate a workout. You get flavors and waves a lot of the times with them. Like, you'll get something up front, you get a mid-palate experience, then a little bit of taste in the back end, then a nice dry finish.
0: See, that sounds more like a band Billy would like to hear on the show. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Waves of flavor. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a funk band. Yeah. I like funk. Yeah, he does. Afros and L.L. Bean. It's good stuff. (laughs) Oh, come on. That's a good blend. Hey, did you see George Clinton has a new
2: book? I can't yep. remember what it's called. It's got like a really funny title, though. It's an autobiography. He was, he was at the Peach this year. Oh, a CP. I mean, I, I mean, when am I going to be able to see George Clinton yeah. again? Yeah. I mean, that was
0: awesome. Definitely. So. Bam. Oh, bam, bam. That's awesome. Good. <laughs> I'm right. like running <laughs> around. Like, Waves uh, of flavor. Waves of flavor. Great. <laughs> wonderful. Joke's over.
1: <laughs> what are you thinking, Eddie boy? Eh, this is a very good beer. Um, I'm getting a lot of uh, dark cherries in it. It's, it's not overly sour.
0: Um. I like I said to Billy, it's kind of like a sweet and sour beer. I mean, uh, the malt bill is up on this. Um, would you buy it, Ed, or definitely, suggest most definitely. somebody yeah. else I wish to it buy was it? in the area. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Good to know. So you wouldn't mind opening up your fridge no. and seeing a bottle there? No, Or if never. somebody asked you your advice, you would suggest them to throw down the cabbage. Yeah. How is this priced? How are the beers from Jolly Pumpkin priced, Derek? It,
1: it kind of depends on what you're getting, Um their their beers because of the way they brew them. Some of them are, are going be very, more expensive. Yeah, some of yeah. them are very limited in availability. Some of them are seasonal. Some of them can kind of get up to twenty twenty five dollars for a big bottle. Uh, it just really depends on on where you're going. And uh, the smaller ones, the twelve ounce ones, I haven't really seen around here that much on a lot of shelves, so I can't really price that one out. But I mean, a lot of the bigger bottles, you know, between fifteen and twenty five, I would say would cover just about all of them. Yeah, be- because even like the 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 lower end, like I want to say lower end the, the cheaper ones. You know, you might be able to find some for like 12, but I mean, usually within that range for a lot of them, but the seasonal ones, you're going to see a little bit of a price jump because they, they, they don't brew nearly as many. So it's really just, you know, economics working within that.
2: Let me just say, it's a, it's a great beer to split with friends. Oh, cool. You know, so, you know, one is, you know, if, if, if you happen to swing by a bar or, you know, you, you would be able to you would be able to split it with some friends and then then you're not committing yourself especially if you're not sure on the sour That's end. perfect, yeah. You know. So that's actually it. perfect. Yeah,
0: th- yeah, that's
1: this is definitely one if you sit down with the, with someone in a bar and just put a couple I mean you had like four people go in on this. You're not you're, That makes it so much yeah. more, died, you know. And so there's enough there too cuz I mean this is something a lot of these beers aren't ones that you're going to sit and drink the whole night. <laughs> you drink too many sour beers and anybody out there who has who has done that your stomach's not doing too good after all. Well,
0: while. The, 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 the acidity. The acidity, this, yeah. Yeah, so and yeah, guys out there, you know, ladies as well, uh, you're interested in craft beer and trying different breweries and, and different styles of beer. It's not like you're going out to party yeah, where so. you get the thing that you, you see something that you find tolerable is on sale. So you want to go there and you drink them up and you're just hoping that you have a designated driver because you want to lay on one heck of a, a buzz, guys and girls. Um speak for yourself. Man. I want to yeah. Well, of course you do, but you also know about what kind of beers you like and yeah. why you yeah. like them yeah. and, and you know how to try new beers. You're yeah. not going to dive into a beer like this, you know, for you you're, you're going to want to try this out and my, sample it properly so you get the best out of it.
2: My my I've gotten to the point with my palate where nothing surprises me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can I can crack a beer and know what it is and it's not going to I'm not going to be shocked by what I'm getting, right? You know what I mean, and that's—I don't know if that's—and the other thing with the thing thing i know what you
0: mean. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I don't though. think any one of these beers we had today that if you gave them to somebody and didn't know what they were, I don't think they'd be like really like put off. This is disgusting. Put off a lot of these too. The thing they is are nice, pretty
1: wild. The, the ABV in a lot of these is relatively low. I mean, we just opened now. We're we just opened the, the Madrigada, which is a Madrigada Obscura, which is their Dark Dawn Stout. This is a, a sour stout. Uh, this is the highest one, this is 8.1%. Most of the other ones we've had, you know, four to six and a half percent everything. Like a lot of these these beers, like a lot of the sour beers you are out there aren't super high in ABV. So they're really sessionable for a lot of them. You don't feel ridiculous after having a lot... It, but this this is one where you get a little heftier. This is a nice, this is one that if you gave this someone, this might throw some people for a curve because you're looking at this. Yeah. This looks like a stout. It has the mouthfeel of a stout, but it has those sour bugs going in, some Belgian yeast in there. and It, it really is one that's a, much more of a, a curveball for some people that might not be experienced with this because, you know, you're getting this, you're looking at it, everything about it looks like a stout. As soon as you get it up and you smell it, throws you right off you have no idea what's going on now because you, you smell that tartness and everything going on in there and uh then you take a sip and there's all these different things and it thins out and still has a nice dry finish at the end too which you know for some stouts uh, that's not really what's going on it's a lot thicker but now this is another one i, I absolutely this is the first time i this is one i have not had before today and it's delicious yeah it's it's phenomenal i love this one i wonder how this would taste after you it I don't know. It's. It'd be interesting to see because a lot of these beers too, with with being how they are with the bugs, like they'll age out for a little bit yeah. longer. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see where the characteristics go. Well, to um, being a stout and all, you can you can age them for a couple of years anyway.
2: This one you should be able to. Yeah. Without with, without a doubt, it, sh- it should. You know, it'll definitely dry out, and I, I'm sure the mouthfeel would probably thin out over time. You know, it is pretty. It is pretty. Let's say syrupy or sl- slick on the on the palate. Yeah. You know, but it's uh, it, sh- it should it should dry out over time. Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was when we all had a mouthful. <laughs> Enjoyed it. No, th- this is one. This is an absolute fantastic beer. I, I love. I mean, there is not one that I've had from Jolly Pumpkin I was like, ah, I don't really know. I, everything I've ever had from them, I absolutely have loved. And uh, they're a fantastic brewery. Cannot be happier to see That them finally starting to take off See this this style taking off And them being in the forefront of that I mean, if anyone deserves it I mean, they do They stuck their neck out in the line Before anybody else Right You should reap the benefits of that You're we, sitting there Taking it
0: for all those years And we got a fabulous interview today From Mr. Jeffries From Jolly Pumpkin Answered a lot of questions That people might have Uh Wanted answers for And like I said A lot of stuff That you pumped us up on Derek We got to find that out As well It's been a great show And i like to thank Backyard Alehouse Backyard Billy For sponsoring this show I know You're going to have A hard time Watching the Super Bowl Because your team's Not in it They didn't earn Their way in properly They didn't want it Bad enough obviously Or You know Maybe with that bad call It's just The draw for people That like Green Bay Packers Just isn't large enough um, To captivate an audience the kind of people they want, because most people that like Green Bay Packers probably don't even have televisions, oh, <laughs> wow. watch or
2: vehicles to I mean, drive. The that's place. a nice so. build
1: up to a
0: punch in the groin. Nice. Wow. No, wait, wait. wait, It's not. It's are you, not like
2: bad enough. Are that, you allowed to
0: watch happened? the Super Bowl in prison? Are you able <laughs> to watch it? Like maybe if uh, the jails and stuff have TVs, then that would be different. I don't know, dude. Oh, no, but seriously, stop backyard alehouse. Mm-hmm. Always yeah. a good
2: time going on. You, we do. We do have Sam Adams versus Elysian. So oh, that's, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's, right. So Boston, Boston versus Seattle, that's or, cool. or now Boston versus Seattle by way of St. Louis by Belgium. Oh, sorry, Derek. Sorry, <laughs> Derek. <laughs> all right, let me,
5: let,
1: let me
2: throw this out next week. Ahead. Anderson Valley. Right. We're talking to owner Trey White, Trey. fantastic brewery. I'll tell you what, Sup, An- Trey? Anderson Valley. I'll tell. You, I, I went to school out in Humboldt, and that's just. Anderson Valley is just a little south of there. Just
0: a little jump across the little pond there, isn't it? Yeah, it's good stuff. Listen, everybody, thanks for listening. We had a great time. We'll see you again next Saturday morning here on the Sport 102.3 NBC Sports Radio for the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. Consider yourselves all dealt with.